Hey, what is up? Welcome back to the podcast, Becoming a Character. Uh, it's the voice of this podcast, Dallas Prater. Um, I'm not in the most clear state of mind, but I just wanted to come on the podcast today and tell a little bit of a story, because I think the point behind the story is really potent. A lot of people think that they can't be a boss, they can't be a leader, inform a mass movement uh, that will provide them the financial, um, social, um, and, 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 you know, financial really just financial social and 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 health uh advantages that they want out of life and they think so because you know for 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 a variety of reasons i mean everybody has a reason that is outside of them for why they can't do what they want to do it's like oh i can't find a relationship in this era because it's not because i'm not a boss it's because you know in this era, social media has made women or guys this way or that way, and they don't really care about long-term relationships. And people say all sorts of things. All they give all sorts of reasons and justifications for why it is that they can't uh, accomplish what it is that they want to accomplish. Um, in this podcast, though, you know, I just wanted to break down like how you know it really all comes down to you. I remember uh, in 2019. Well, really, yeah, it was in 2019, going into 2020. When I had first, I recounted this story already in my podcast, and so I'm going to be very brief about it. When I first got to um, California with my girlfriend, we were living in uh, in uh, we were living in Glendale, um, in a hotel called the Ramada. And I remember she used to go out to school every day, and I used to be in the hotel early in the morning. It was just me and my thoughts, and nothing much else to do. Um, that hotel we had for about a week, and she had liquidated stocks from her former job and paid. I had like negative 300 in my account, so I had no money at all. She had liquidated stocks from her job, and she paid for that entire week of the hotel, as well as, you know, her and her mother went together to pay, pay for the down payment for the apartment that we were going to move into um, later that week. I mean, this was before I knew that, but I remember getting up and going outside every day and just taking a walk and just thinking about, you know, my life and feeling bad for myself, you know, because at this point in time, I had tried for years and years and years to start a business, to be a boss and deliver us to the life that I thought that we deserve and we should soon have. Um, and it was just not going well. Um, I thought I wanted, you know, from, you know, from the business that I would create, you know, I, I just wanted to not only like a, a good, decent life, you know, million dollar home, multi-million dollar home, uh, nice cars, freedom to go wherever we want in the world. I wanted to be a boss, but I wanted to be a boss emotionally. I wanted my parents and, you know, her parents and her to be proud of me, to have some type of significance for people to see me strong and cunning and intelligent and leader. Um, and so to get all those rewards from it, I wanted to, you know, to, to, to I wanted to make sure that everything that I built was attributed to me. I wanted to be the one who was able to bring all this to my family and to her and, and really to be seen as that person. So I did everything alone. I did everything solo. And I wasn't really good enough, man. For the, for many, many mornings, I would walk, you know, up to the 7-Eleven and buy like a snack with money her her grandmother had given me from for that Christmas. Um, and everything around my life was just so far away from who it is that I thought I would be. I thought I was going to be a boss, but I was so far away from that. She was paying for the hotel. She was paying. It was her car. It was her gas. You know, the clothes that I was wearing, literally, we had gone on the little shopping spree when my parents kicked me out after the armed robbery and when I quit my job to kind of get me fresh because, to be quite frank, you know, they didn't really like the way I was looking. I was looking kind of bummy and ratty like I was actually homeless when I really wasn't. Um... And so I wasn't even wearing clothes that were mine. Like, nothing was mine. The phone in my hand it was, was it from her. It was a birthday gift on my 21st birthday. They gave me the iPhone 8. 
Um, nothing in my life was my own. And I really felt like it, it felt emasculating. It felt like like it, it was a bad feeling. You know, I remember walking up to 7-Eleven one day and getting Oreos and some Doritos and handing the homeless person five, like the last five hours I had and just walking in the street, listening to music, thinking about the hand that I was dealt in life, you know. And I had everything to blame for the reason I was successful. Oh, I was born poor, um, you know, which I was born very poor, you know, um, you know, I didn't grow up like Mark Zuckerberg grew up or go to the school and have the connections that he had. Um, you know, I grew up where in a place where I had to unlearn a lot of the bad things that I was taught in order to get to a baseline where I could perform and be a boss and be a good business owner. There was a lot of reasons why I felt what I felt. But for some reason, just, you know, it was a beautiful day. It was nice, sunny, just a nice day. One of the first days in Glendale, clear skies. It was amazing. And it was morning, you know, it was right like 10 a.m. I remember walking down the street and just realizing for the first time, like, but look at what you do have. You know, everything that you do have, even though you didn't buy it, you do have it and you have it on you. And it's working for you and assisting your life. You're clothed. You're fed. You're housed right now. Even though this condition might not last next week and you might be homeless, you have these things right now. And so you succeeded at something, even though it wasn't something that you did. It wasn't attributed to you. Just from that moment of just appreciation and gratefulness from what it is I had, did had, you know, I realized that. The things that I had in my life, they were sweet and they were able to be enjoyed, even if it didn't come from me, even if it wasn't me. And furthering with that thought, I realized like that everything that I had had in my life that I did enjoy, that I did, you know, have for myself, that I didn't earn, you know, I did play some role in it, just not the majority role. And everything that I succeeded at, that I did enjoy and did play a role in. It was a it was it was a cooperation. It was me and the people around me that made it happen. The first 20 years of my life, you know, I was fed and I was clothed and I was housed and I was my parents. And at this leg of my life, you know, I did play some role. I did pay for something. I did pay for gas from time to time. I did pay for certain little bills and things like that. But me and my girlfriend and her mother and my family had come together and bought these clothes for me and had bought this phone for me and had bought this car for her and it was paying for this hotel for us. And you know, even though it wasn't just wasn't just me, we had succeeded at it. And we succeeded at it not because I led with my ego and my narcissism and I wanted to be the one and wanted to be a boss. I was a boss in these areas of life because we had cooperated. We had all come together to make something happen and we did it well. And here we are to enjoy it. Basically, what I'm trying to bring to you is that on that morning, I, you know, I covered this in greater detail many times in the podcast already, so I'm just skimming over it. Basically, that morning, I realized that one of the most efficient ways, one of the only ways to get things done is to accept that, you know, to be a boss is to accept that everything is a collaboration. Everything is about gathering people for the purposes and the passions that you have and aligning them all towards a common goal. That is exactly all a company is. A company is just a bunch of people aligned to one single common goal under one ship. The, you know, the, the, the most rich and wealthy CEOs on the planet they don't own a majority of the company. They don't do a majority of the works in their company. You know, they accepted their role in a mass movement of people. And that's what made them a boss. And there are executives who are even under them that are bosses in their own life because they accept their role in a mass movement of people and they're comfortable with that. And they allow the collaboration to happen so that the thing can get done and everyone can have a slice of the pie. Jeff Bezos at this point only owns 12% of Amazon. Elon only owns 20% of Tesla. 80% other people you know, are collaborating and working and own a piece of that project. 
even people like near the bottom tier of, of the entire company are bosses they own like they might own teslas they might get paid 30 20 40 dollars an hour and they're living because they accept their role in the collaboration whereas they're just like no i want to do it on my own they would be broke and they would be you know at zero dollars they wouldn't have a house they wouldn't have a tesla they wouldn't have food they wouldn't have anything and they would be broke trying to start a business on their own for years and years at a time but to accept that you're just a fragment as a part of something you can be a boss in that way too you know and so we stress about many things you say oh we can't I, i'm not a boss because of this and this and this and this and this but what i wanted to you know have you think about and consider is that it's not about you know you being good and you're taking the credit and doing everything that's a surefire way to not be recognized and renowned as a boss and not to be seen as significant even working the job or working you know uh the people around me they really look up to it they really think it's a cool thing you know like oh he's paying rent he has somewhat some money like it's decent like people admire that you know which is you know oddly enough you know because i'm just a small piece of that company i don't even own it just a small piece and i'm still a boss in my own right you know uh the point that i'm bringing is that you know, we think that we're not bosses because of we lack certain things, you know, or because of things that are happening in the world or how we're born genetically. Um, but it is not on us to possess every attribute the that make, you know, it's not on us to play every role is the point that I'm bringing. And where you're lack, lacking or where you, you have a singular strength or maybe two strengths, but where you lack, have lack or where you have weakness, you know, um, you aren't a boss, not because you lack those things, but you lack the humility to allow people to play those roles and do those things for you. You know, there's no movement on this planet, you know, where the leader does everything within the movement, not a single one. The only people who, who thrive and are seen as bosses and leaders are the people who have organizations aligned to their purpose, aligned to their will, and play all the roles in which they're weak at. And to further this, man, I was just at work, you know, for the last week. And every time I'm leaving, they're like, oh, you, you know, you're leaving out? You know, your ride's here? I'm like, yeah, my girl's coming to pick me up. And, oh, your girl's coming to pick you up? I'm like, yeah, my girl's coming to pick me up. And, you know, I tell people the story of, you know, me and my girlfriend driving across country and her, her being the person that drives and things like that. And the more and more I tell the story and give the details about it, you know, and I, I talk about, you know, furthering that, like, you know, how I'm not really insecure about it or emasculated by it like most guys would because, you know, first off, I hacked my brain so that I feel appropriate about the things that happen in my life. But, you know, um, you know, I tell people these stories and the more I repeat it in the details of it, like, okay, I grew up really poor and my girlfriend got a car at 16 and at that time, not even my parents had a car. Um, you know, we would go out and, you know, the job she's getting now, she's paid more than me. She has a bachelor's degree um, because at that point in life where she went to college, she was at a good place uh, to do so uh, and had a good foundation behind her, which is, you know, that part's not true. But I'm just giving an example um, because she was going through a tremendous amount of time. But, um, you know, just 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 things like that. Like even 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 I say there have been times where I'm like. You know, uh, you know, there have been times where I've had uh, an impasse, you know, a, a confrontation with certain people. And because my girlfriend's maybe lighter than me, she's light skinned, uh, they've let her, you know, they, she, they, they've allowed her to clear the situation. They've been cool with her when she acts to do it. Um, there have been many situations where she's had uh, maybe, an, you know, an advantage. Um, and there are situations where I have an advantage, too. 
um, like if the room's all black or something like that, you know, I'm going to be able to you know, move a little different than she's able to because the way she was raised and because of who she is. Um, everybody has a unique advantage and it's on us to spy which unique advantages that other people have and bring them all together for this purpose and passion. And that is what a boss is. The main point that I want to make in this podcast is there are many things that people think are in circle, like the, in the impregnable. They're, they're unable to be broken through. Many challenges and vices that people think are unable to be overcome. Like maybe you're black, you're going to start a movement and you think it's going to be hard for you because you're not white in a society that's predominantly white or people who have white privilege, whatever it is that you might think. Um, maybe maybe you think people, women won't like you because, you know, I think thought this for great periods of my life because, you know, you were born broke or you were born poor and no one likes the poor guy. And, you know, or maybe that you won't be good to lead a company because the guys around you and you're a woman, the guys around you are misogynistic. There, there, there may be many, many things that you might think, oh, I can't lead a movement because of how the world is, the economy. And, you know, people are, you know, being being indoctrinated by social media. And so they won't understand the truths of the words that I'm bringing to this world or the company, the value that I'm bringing to this world in general. But here's the thing, you know, I realized alongside like that day that everything in my life had come together because other people had, were a part of it. And that includes the advantages that were lent to me that are not inherent to me, inherent to the way that I was born because of these people. You know, um, people say, oh man, nepotism is the reason why people, you know, people get to the top of companies. But here's the thing. You can be friends with somebody whose dad owns a company, whose mom owns a company, who was born rich. You know, I have a lot of advantage, like having my rent paid and, you know, um, being able to live and to eat because I'm in a relationship, I'm in a partnership with somebody who came from a little more money than I did. Not a great amount of money. She wasn't rich, but it, they were all right, you know, and I have an advantage because I'm attached to that now. You know, let's say if, you know, if I'm correct about these situations, because it really is just assumption you could never know. But I've been granted access in certain situations because, you know, I'm attached to somebody who has a slightly further degree of quote unquote white privilege, you know, or, or more acceptance rather, um, because she has a white side and they're more familiar with that and, you know, um, things like that. You know, many times, you know, even when the police coming, you know, pull us over to have somebody with me that is, uh, you know, you know, a, a, a light-skinned woman, you know, may be advantageous to me. Maybe not, but it may be so as well. I can't really determine these things, but they're all just examples. Um, you know, maybe, maybe, again, you know, like, like, you know, running a company, maybe you're a woman or maybe you're a guy that's black or maybe even you're a guy that's white in a predominantly black part of the world or society. Um, all these privileges that people are inherently born with, you know, which I think the degree to which these privileges actually impact our lives is, is very overstated. Like they aren't really that significant. But um, the point I'm breaking, making is that you have access to all these things because it's not about what you know, or your inherent advantages or your strength. Everybody's born with them. And so I think in a way it evens the playing field greatly. Um, now, there are still parts of the playing field that are jagged and unfair, but it evens the playing field more greatly. Um, you know, all these advantages, even if they aren't inherent to you, are accessible through, you know, through the, you know, through the people who assist you in your vision. You know, the spokesperson to my company may not be me because there may be a greater advantage in hiring someone else. 
you know, the, persons, per, the people that I've run in my ads, they may not be me because they may be more advantageous to hire somebody else. Um, everything around us is accessible to us. If I want to be the top of Google, maybe I can meet someone who is working at Google. It is all in the people that we decide to, 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 to as the boss, persuade and influence to aid us in our journey. Everything is for sale. Everything is able to be accessed. There's not a single thing that really we can't have, that we can't do, you know? Um, so you know, the point I'm making is that, you know, being a boss and becoming a boss, maybe you're an introvert. There are extroverts, you know, that's, many companies are like that. Steve Wozniak, Steve Jobs, introvert, extrovert. You pair with somebody that has your strength. And, you know, that being said, um, you know, don't worry about what it is that you lack. Worry about what it is that you can acquire. What skills or unique ability or inherent advantages that you can acquire. And uh, when you think about it like that, you know, no matter who you are, no matter what time you were born, and no matter what the world is like, there is a way. Um, and that's all I wanted to say in this podcast. So like I said, I'm not in the clearest state of mind right now. Um, but 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 yeah, I mean, I thought it was an important principle. I do want to say um, I've been talking a lot about the 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 uh, one, one. I do I do want to say um, when it comes to being a boss and going from zero to hero, as in somebody that's nobody and broke and and you know you you have no money, no esteem, no clout, no following. Uh, no significance in the world going from you know being a boss and going from zero to hero by building a mass movement of people who are aligned with your purpose and your goals in life and um who benefit and are impacted and thank you for that um it is something that that is that is that is very hard and very essential and it is a skill it's something that you can learn and me personally i want i went i spent the last year of my life it's been a little more than a year now probably a year and two months because Getting access to some of these people is very, very hard. Um, I spent the last year of my life tracking down and trying over and over and over again. Sometimes it takes 10 times just to even get a conversation. Um, some of the most significant bosses and leaders uh, that are on this planet. You know, I went and I got a bunch of them and talked to them and interviewed them. And I just asked, well, if you woke up tomorrow and you were a zero, you were nobody. How would you go from zero to a boss? How would you go from zero to a hero? Uh, somebody who is leading a movement of people uh, towards a goal and towards a purpose and reaping, you know, not only social, uh, greater social standing, but a greater financial balance and all these things because of it. How would you do that all again if you woke up and you were t tomorrow and you were nobody in 30 days? I literally went and spent the last year of my time. These people were very hard to access. Uh, their net worths go even over 10 million per year. Um, their followings even go over one million on a single platform, um, and, I, and and that is what I asked them. You know, how would they do it in thirty days, week by week, step by step, broken down by the days? And I took these conversations, interviews, and I transcribed them and I turned them into letters. Okay, and I want to give you these letters for free because I think a lot of people that are on these podcasts, like they they, you know, they 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 would benefit a lot 
from learning this strategy, learning these, these techniques, learning, you know, these, you know, how is it, I, I think it would change a lot of people's lives if they knew that, you know, the persuasion and the influence and the tactics and the strategies behind gathering a mass of people around not only them, but their purposes and their goals and making people excited about it to the point where these people will pay for it, these people will work under you to get towards it, these people will, like, gathering a mass movement of people who think you and what you believe in are, is great. Um, in, in, in assist in a variety of ways to getting that done. Um, you know, I think that would just, you know, change a lot of people's lives indefinitely. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not in a clear state of mind, so I'm kind of babbling now. But, um, yeah, you know, you can go out on your own and take a year to contact some of these people. I mean, it's very, very hard. You know, I had to know certain people. Like, sometimes I would have to go up like chains. I would have to meet somebody and meet their gatekeeper and meet their gatekeeper's gatekeeper just to get a conversation. Um, but I want to give these letters away for free. Uh, part of the reason why I'm giving away free because they're not completely ready, ready yet, but I got a bunch of them already done and transcribed and things like that. But I call them the millionaire letters um, because there's over $20 million of pure gems and information and you know influence and persuasion and how you build mass movements that bring you from zero to hero, from nobody to boss. And they cover a lot of everything. They cover almost everything. The tactics and strategies of actually doing it, the tactics and strategies of being a magnetic character by working on yourself and the brain hacking and fixing your brain chemistries. Um, and yeah, I think they are completely amazing. So these letters are absolutely free. All you have to do is go to, I believe, becomingthecharacter.com slash millionaire letters. Okay, I believe that is. Yeah, becomingthecharacter.com slash millionaire letters. It'll be down in the description below. All you have to do is enter your email address. Uh, and when the letters are ready, uh, you kind of get like an early bird pricing with it being free because I think I'm going to charge probably 100 or more for these letters. But right now, you know, I'm not done gathering all of them together. And so the early batch of what I have right now, I just want to give them absolute free to see how people enjoy them. So with a millionaire, you know, becoming the character, www.becomingthecharacter.com slash millionaire letters. And uh, just enter your email address and I'll send, uh, or you get probably have to enter your email address and um, your location and I'll send them in a golden envelope through the mail and you can literally look at some of the most richest, wealthy, influential and most renowned people for what it is that they do, most followed and renowned people in the world for what it is that they do uh, and they'll teach you step by step how they will go from nobody to world renowned and followed and admired for your passions and your purpose and how you influence and persuade people behind it, how you essentially become a boss, how you become a real boss. Um, because having a following is part of being a boss. You can't be a boss and like no one else thinks it. Um, they'll teach you how to do it step by step. Because they've done it over and over and over and over again. And they've actually done it throughout the years. So www.becomingthecharacter.com slash the millionaire letters. But um, I don't really have much else to say uh, other than, yeah, man. You know, how well you perform in this life, what do you gain out of this life? Is going to be based off how well you're able to gather people around the things that matter to you and convince them that it matters to them as well. Break deals in a way where they can blend their advantage, their 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 unique abilities, and they can gain from it in the ways that they uniquely want. Okay, so um, not, you know that's every company. That is all every company is. So no matter whether you want to get rich, no matter you want to, whether you want to just build a, a movement for the sake of a movement and for the sake of gaining significance and praise from that movement and the way it impacts people, whatever it is, you know, like, you know, this, this applies to building a movement like Martin Luther King with the civil rights movement, whether it be Gandhi, whether it be building a company like Steve Jobs, these are the tactics and strategies to do so and to be a boss. Um, a lot of it has to do with 
fixing your brain, hacking your brain in order to just be that leader, just to be that guy, just to be that person. But a lot of it is also about detection strategies of literally expanding that personality in ways that it reaches you know, the furthest reaching audiences and impacts them. It makes them want to be excited and want to be a part of what you offer and what you're doing. I'm just rambling now, so my apologies. Uh, my name is Dallas Prada. This is Becoming the Boss podcast. Uh, go to that go to that link and just enter your email. Just www.becoming. You open your browser, Internet Explorer, Safari, whatever it might be. Go to www.becomingthecharacter.com slash millionaire letters. And, um, yeah, I don't even know if I have the landing page finished. And so that's why I'm offering this for absolutely free right now. Just go over there and I'll send the letters to your house and... You know, um, I'm not sure exactly how I'm going to do it, so this is a little bit more of a waiting list. Um, but but they'll be shipping out soon. Um, we only sent out, I think, like a hundred copies, um, just for the same simple fact that I want to, you know to keep this test group small and limited. I don't want everybody. To, I mean, this is a year of my life just to be able to take advantage of something that isn't massively valuable uh, when it could potentially be productized. And so, um, whatever, I'm, I'm rambling now. I'm sorry. My name is Dallas Prater. This is Becoming, uh, Becoming the Boss Podcast. I'll see you in the next episode. Um, we're going to talk more about traffic in the next episode, uh, I believe. I kind of go on random riffs. I don't know. Peace out.